Hi there. We're so glad you found us. Welcome to Embers, a podcast by Volo. We at Volo are committed to guiding teens as they seek to create authentic relationships in our increasingly digital world. Once these youth experience the power of being in community and their vast capacity for connection, we challenge them to go out and make the world a better place. Our circle is open to every race, gender, sexuality, ability, religion, and background. Our podcast is a hub of inspiration for both teens and adults. Embers is a place where our teens share their stories as they navigate the waters between childhood and adulthood. We realize they've got a lot to teach us. What they hope for sounds good to us, too. Join us here as follow youth explore timely and compelling topics, fanning the embers burning in each of us. In this episode, a group of our senior teens who just graduated give us a glimpse into their lives, emotions, and relationships as they navigate their own experiences in the midst of an unprecedented time in our country and world. Through what they share, we are better able to understand and support them as they traverse this momentous time in their lives. Come along. Hi, I'm Dana. I'm Marshall. I'm Nicholas. I'm Grace. And I want to thank you all for coming and talking with me today. As we end the month of June or get close to the end of the month of June, I think people around the country and world can't help but recognize that it's a time of graduations and this ritual that happens annually is really significant step along one's developmental path. And I think, you know, we could get together any year and I could interview a number of graduated seniors as I'm interviewing the three of you today and I could ask questions. I think we would get some similar answers because there's a common wonderful and challenging experiences of a senior year. And at the same time, this is the year 2020 and it has is shaping up to be a unique year. So I'm especially interested and excited, eager to talk with you today about your experiences being seniors and now graduating and moving on. So thank you again for being with me and just share the feelings that are going through you right now as you reflect on the fact that you are a few days or at the most a couple of weeks past your graduation. So I've gone to the same school my whole life. Because of that, I've had a lot of chances to watch like seniors graduate and watch the way that the school sends them off into the world as they graduate from the high school. And so through the years, I've been able to like see how exciting that is for those kids and for the teachers and how sad it is as well and see some of my friends leave. So I was fully expecting like kind of have those same things happen. And so I think in my head, I was waiting for them to start to happen to really start to process like that I was finishing high school. But then the pandemic hit and none of those normal things really happened the same way that they would have. So I think I was kind of stopped from processing in the same way or the way that I expected to. I think I'm still figuring out that I'm not going back to the same school next year and I'm not going back to the same people. It's a mix of like excitement, but also, I don't know, sadness and sadness that it didn't end the way that I was expecting it to, but happiness 
there was some really great kind of closure in a different way. Great. Thank you. For me, I kind of feel like I'm, I might just be in like that honeymoon phase, but I'm kind of like completely past it. High school came to an end, kind of like closed with graduation. And I'm like, all right, let's focus on what's next, which is college. Like I've been like kind of preparing because there's a lot of stuff that I have to do online. So I don't know. I haven't really had time to like sit back and reflect, but that also might just be me not wanting to sit back and reflect. What might you not want to reflect on? Maybe that's an obvious question, but I'd love you. Look at me, I'm forcing you to do what you may not want to be doing, huh? I didn't love high school. It wasn't like I had like a particularly hard time. I just don't enjoy, I don't know, the social cliques and just how people like interact socially. I feel like people are so dramatic and I just didn't vibe with high school really. So this may feel like you're ready, huh? Yeah, I do feel ready. That's great. Yeah, I also feel like I've been waiting for this for so long. Like I have feel like I've wanted to leave high school from the minute I started it. Not so much because I didn't like high school. I just oftentimes focusing on the future and I just like wanted to move on to bigger and better things before I'd even started. But so I would say I overall the first thing that really comes to mind is I feel just pretty relieved, honestly, like <laughs> that I feel like I made it despite many barriers along the way. But I did enjoy it a lot and had such good experiences that allowed me to form really good relationships and have the friends that I have today. And that's really what I'm super grateful for. I'm also just feeling pretty grateful, I think, that I did find people that I really love and love me and that I enjoy spending time with. But there's definitely lots of negative feelings that come with it as well, ending high school, especially because of how it did end for us this year. It's hard to tell for me if this was because of the pandemic or because I am leaving behind this part of my life, high school, living at home, whatever that may be, or just big things that have happened in my life recently. But I've definitely found myself questioning like these big kind of existential things that I feel like I've never really thought about before. And I'm not really sure if that's coming from the ending of this period of my life or what that's about. But it's been very interesting, (laughs) I would say. (laughs) A little confusing. (laughs) I was going to add on that I think that's really normal to have I mean, it's almost like you all have walked to the edge of this huge, wide open, vast space. And everyone supporting you is saying, now go off and do your thing. And that thing for most people isn't defined. And there's often great excitement in that and also very normal apprehension to say confusion of what am I supposed to do next? So I think, Grace, that the existential questions that are streaming through your conscious or subconscious are super normal. Yeah. So I want to know in what ways you feel your senior year influenced your high school experience. In this case, I am talking about your senior year, this unique, especially last half of the year with COVID-19 and more recently, the Black Lives Matter protests. In what ways do you feel that those experiences, though very recent and only in terms of time, a small part of your high school experience. I'm curious if you feel like they shaped you now and also going into the future. Everything that's been going on recently, just kind of this, I'd say more popularity, more attention to the Black Lives Matter movement recently has really been interesting for me because 
I feel like most of my high school experience, I was treated pretty well by my school. But there's been a lot of talk recently in my community of Freeport, just about how we can make our school system more inclusive and really look at the issues that we have right here at home locally, not just at a national level. And I don't know, eye-opening to me, I guess, just because, and also validating, I'd say, because I've had a lot of experiences in high school that I felt like were wrong, but I didn't exactly know how to vocalize them. And I wasn't exactly sure if it was wrong or what that was about. But having these conversations come up recently has kind of validated that for me. There really is a lot of work to do everywhere. And it's been super interesting having it be my senior year because I've had this mostly positive outlook on my school throughout most of the four years, but now it's coming to a close and I'm feeling a lot more down on it, you could say, feeling a lot more frustrated with administration and sad and (laughs) disappointed perhaps in maybe the underclassmen not seeming to care about these issues. So that's been a little disheartening for me. But also there have been lots of conversations or people are trying to have conversations around it. And that does give me some hope. Thanks for your honesty. Marshall and Nicholas, how about you? Whether it's about COVID and the experiences you had in the last three months around that or other events that are happening around the nation and world that may you feel kind of influence you at this particular time in your life? My senior year as a whole, I think was actually one of the most positive like years of my high school career, which is kind of interesting. Grace, you were talking about earlier, like feeling like you were ready to leave like almost before it started. And I think my sophomore year, especially I got to this place where I was like, yeah, I'm so done being at the same small group of people and still having like so long to go. And then I kind of got to the beginning of this year. And I think I underestimated how positive an experience it is to be really comfortable and confident as a senior in the community that I had been a part of for so long. I think there was this kind of underlying insecurity just about like what I, what my role was like as a student and as a community member. And I was kind of really able to find that this year. And then obviously there's so much that's happened in these past few months, beginning with this national lockdown. And while there's so many negative pieces to that, and obviously outside my close community, there's some really negative stuff going on, both with people's health and also how people are being treated. I personally had, especially at the beginning, an ability to kind of like take a step back and reflect And then did this like senior project where I didn't have to go to school and I was just kind of able to like sit in my backyard and do this project. And I think it allowed me to really reflect and like I was noticeably able to kind of sit with my own thoughts in a way that I'm not usually able to when I'm super busy. And so I've been able to like process everything that I am taking in on social media and from the news and from my family and really reflect on that on like a personal and individual level. So that piece has been really positive and I think helped me to, I don't know, shape myself in some ways. I totally agree with what you said about just your experience of, yeah, feeling done and then senior year coming around. And despite it being one of the worst years of my life, it's also one of the best years of my life somehow. That's super interesting because I feel the exact same way. Am I understanding you both correctly that you, while there were certainly some parts of the sheltering in place that were not what you would have chosen, that there was some sort of a silver lining of getting to push pause at this moment in your lives? Yeah, I think so. It's a really complicated pause and one that's hard to call out. It's impossible to call it totally positive, but I think because of my like personal circumstances, 
I was able to take advantage of it in a way that really helped me. Well, I completely agreed with what Nicholas said earlier about when we were seniors. It kind of just, I feel like not just me, but as well as like all my friends and stuff, we all became a lot more confident and comfortable with ourselves. And I think part of that was being a senior and just knowing like you're at the top of the totem pole and having that confidence. But also I think kids just found themselves and figured out pieces of things that they like to do and how they like to act and things that make them happy and stuff like that. And just being able to be comfortable around everybody unapologetically yourself, like we say in our Volo group, just being unapologetically yourself. I think a a lot of kids came around to that and that made senior year a lot better, but then it kind of took a turn for the worst when this whole COVID thing came. But I like to like try to find the positive things in this. I'm glad that I know I can live like this and still stay sane. Like I thought I was going to have a lot more trouble than I am having. So that was a nice sign, I guess, that I can live in more boredom than I thought I could live in. With the whole, all of the Black Lives Matter stuff, I'm glad that it's come up, but I think a lot of people are not doing enough. I think a lot of people are just like at the surface of that and people really need to dive deep. And I hope like we all actually make a change and continue to consider this and make action. That's so nice to hear. It's affirming to hear you say that, Marshall. This is kind of more personal to me, but for me this year, I had a friend who passed away before senior year started, and that completely changed my perspective on so many things. Cliche as it sounds, I think death brings a lot of things up for a lot of people that are super unexpected. And so that was, for me personally, a thing that made this year just so complicated, but it brought me and my friends so much closer together in a way that I never, ever could have imagined. And then that combined with what Marshall said, actually making it through being in my house alone for like so many weeks. I never thought I'd be able to survive something like that. It's definitely been empowering, I'd say, to know that me and my friends can make it through these really crazy, difficult situations and make it out relatively okay. It makes me wonder as you all are speaking, as you reflect back on the last few, I could even say days, weeks, months, what do you hope you carry with you, not just into the few days and months ahead, but even maybe years, if that's not too much to wonder about? There's been a lot of opportunities to be selfish in the past while, months, weeks. And I think pieces of that I've taken part in, even just the ability to like, take a step back and reset is something that I have the ability to do that not everyone is able to because they're either like dependent financially on going and finding a job or they just don't have the same space that I've had. And so I think it took me a little while to realize that. But what I hope I've realized now and what I can carry forward is feeling of empathy and many ways as possible, like trying to be selfless. I think that's been amplified by the Black Lives Matter movement and everything in the media and just kind of massive presence there is right now on social media that I think we should all, that's a piece that I've had to come to realize is like, I need to be involved in that, even though it is really easy to like, not go on my phone and stay at home. It's a funny thing because before this, I would have said being on social media all the time is bad. But I think there's like a certain necessity for that right now, because we are apart. Not saying that I want to stay on social media after this is over in the same way, but finding the same place to listen and be empathetic towards people is really important. And social media is giving you that access? Yeah, I think right now, especially more so in the like past few weeks, that's been true. And how about you, Marshall and Grace? How are you? What are you carrying with you? 
I don't know if this is an ability. Well, it doesn't have to be. But so along with all these conversations about race that have been happening so much more recently than I've ever seen it in my community and from my peers, I have been able to talk about the stuff that I've been passionate about for many years now. And I know that this is social justice. It's a type of thing that I want to study and I want to do with my life when I get older. But it's given me the opportunity to talk about these things with like my really close friends and people that I really didn't usually talk about it with. I talked about it with my family. I talked about it with people I worked with or my brother or people who I like really knew. I was in a space where we were supposed to talk about that type of situation or where it was encouraged or expected. And so I've really enjoyed being able to talk about these things that I'm super passionate about with my friends and some of whom I thought maybe had more differing opinions than they do. And it's given me a lot of hope and made me super excited for a generation, I'd say, just to see how many people seem receptive to these ideas and how many people who used to have different perspectives and now are able to really understand their privilege and really want to be a part of the fight. I find that really, really inspiring. So that has just given me like some newfound inspiration that I, as a pessimist, find very difficult to find in my life. Do you envision yourself carrying that idea, that inspiration into, I don't know, like a space where you feel like you would engage in conversations maybe in the future that you may have hesitated to engage in in the past because of these, all that's gone on? Yeah, I've never really shied away from the conversations or I don't know, I've had more of a, an outlook of like, oh, they won't want to talk about it. They won't get it. They won't care. And so I don't know if it's necessarily going to change the way I go into the conversation because I think I, I was always open to having them. I just think I now feel even more open to listen because I think different subject, but similar to what Nicholas said, I have more empathy now for the way that people maybe perceive these issues and the way that maybe they need to discuss them and how that might differ from how I do. It is hopeful that no matter what opinion people hold, I think what we have seen with the climate change rally and now with the Black Lives Matter protests is sort of a cracking open of people to express their voice and an openness of others to listen. Yeah, definitely. And I will say that it's been your generation that has led this, which is so inspiring, speaking of. Marshall, how about you? Something that this like lockdown has brought me is kind of patience. I don't know, like in my normal life, I would love to like fill my schedule and have things to look forward to. And it would make it easier for me to go about my daily things. But with COVID, like there's not really much I can look forward to. So I've kind of learned to take a step back. You know, as you think about what you're carrying with you, and I really appreciate it's like empathy, inspiration, and patience are three pretty good um, tools to have in your belt. I'm curious the mindset you're in. How are you feeling heading on to this next step of your life's journey? Where would you say you are? Maybe the extremes are, you know, incredibly optimistic and incredibly pessimistic, if we want to be pretty simple. But where are you in your hearts and your minds? as you begin this next leg of your journey? I can't wait until my next leg. I'm just ready at this point. All I've been really thinking about is college and like preparing academically, registering for classes, housing and all of that. Really, college is the only thing I have to look forward to at this point. So I'm pretty excited. And tell me about your, as you think of that, your mindset 
knowing that your college is, you know, for lack of a better word, kind of placed in this world in this moment? I think it's definitely going to be different. I think there are pros and cons. Like partially, I'll be able to have more of my own personal space. But I don't know, it'll be weird, but I'm ready. I'd rather be there during this than sitting at home or in high school. So the question is, how are you feeling? What mindset are you in as you think about this moment in time and you're heading off to the next leg of your journey? Okay, I'm definitely excited and relatively hopeful. I don't know yet if when my school's going to go back or how it's going to go back, but either way, I know that I will be going eventually. So that does excite me a lot. I'm not the most optimistic person, so I'm definitely feeling pretty down on the world, I feel like, especially around these protests and such. So the world as a whole, perhaps, not feeling so excited about going into it. But I do feel like I have a lot of people by my side that I'm really close with, family and friends, who I trust a lot and have so much love for. And so that's what gives me the hope, is those people that I'm physically near, well, as physically as I can be. That's what excites me most, I'd say. So those relationships and those connections are kind of buoying or maybe tempering what might have been pessimism? Yeah, definitely. I'm really excited to form new relationships uh, relationships with new people. I agree with Marshall. I think what I have kind of decided is it's like it's better to be in this new place surrounded by new people than stuck at home forever in this time that we don't really know what's going to happen. But it sucks that I might not have like the exact same opportunities to form those relationships if we're like forced to be in smaller groups or limited in what we can actually do like person to person. I think that's the the saddest part to me about going into this year. But at the same time, it's so exciting. And I'm so ready to move forward. Not that I don't have a like a great like base of people behind me. And not that I'm like excited to leave them behind. But I'm excited to broaden what's ahead for me, I guess. Absolutely. I'm curious, because there are a lot of adults who will listen to this podcast. And I like to give teens I'm interviewing a chance to, in your voices, describe yourselves. So in other words, what do you wish that others, and I think particularly adults, knew about, or what do you want them to know about your generation, especially your specific class of 2020 graduating right now? What would you share with them about your generation? How would you describe yourselves? The first thing that comes to my mind is I do think maybe this is how it is for all young people, every generation of young people. Not sure. I can only speak for my own. But I feel like we are very passionate. That could just go for, might just be a trait of young people um, who are ready to go into the world. But pretty much everyone I know has some pretty strong opinions on something. I think that's great. Like I want to hear those voices, whether I agree with them or not. And it would bring me a lot of joy and happiness and peace to know that other generations, older generations specifically, are open to hearing those voices and hearing what we see, because I think, well, everyone sees things differently, but different generations really do see different sides of the story. For example, with the Black Lives Matter protests, I know that we're all young people so overwhelmed and positive way with information and stuff on social media. And that's, it's so interesting to me because that's such a part of my daily life. But 
like going on social media and seeing post after post about this movement. And maybe that's also just about my social circle, but I'm pretty sure a lot of young people are experiencing that right now. And I think it's really positive, but I just think it's interesting to reflect on how that's not something my parents' generation is seeing at all. Like they're on Instagram, but like they follow like 20 people. I don't know. Like it's just a super different situation. And so, yeah, that's it. And do you think, Grace, that the maybe it's a witch came first or it's a virtuous cycle that, well, there's certainly we've talked before about some of the downsides of social media. Is this one of the times when we should be grateful for it? Do you think it's in terms of the virtuous cycle? Do you feel like it is helping to instill or feed these voices and this passion that you're describing in your generation? Yeah, totally. I mean, I think there's definitely, like we've said, positives and negatives. Specifically in this scenario, I think it's really important that we know that there's far more to it than social media. I think it's a great tool and I love that people are using it for good right now. But like, I would love for us all to have the general consensus that, and I think we do and I think we're starting to, but that your social media posts are helpful, but they're not nearly enough for really anything. <laughs> at all like same when it comes to like just general social connection and human interaction and just really any situation ever I feel like it's a great tool to have and it I think it aids us in a lot of ways but there's also a lot of ways to go beyond that and to in other words that's not enough right to simply to push anything um, forward yeah yes I agree Marcelin Nicholas what what would you want people to know about your generation I was going to say something along similar lines. It seems like there's even just like listening to like graduation speeches right now, this urge to make specifically in this case, like the class of 2020, like a cohesive unit in saying like, oh, we were born in the wake of 9-11 and then we lived through all this stuff and now we're graduating in this really uncertain time. And obviously, like you both said, there's like, it's impossible to generalize such a large group. But I think what you can take from that is you need to listen to individual experiences. And there's people that disagree with each other. And everyone is very vocal right now. And so there's a lot of opinions to be heard. And almost all of them are equally valuable in some way. I love that kind of tying together of the notion of you feel that there is a uniqueness to your generation and at the same time, this ability to listen. Maybe you're too in the thick of it to see it, but from an outside perspective of someone who's worked with high school students for over 20 years, I think inherent in your generation is uh, resilience and a sensibility that you will move forward and you will get through whatever challenges are put in front of you. And sometimes I don't think that can be taught. It really has to be experienced. And so there have certainly been individual stories in every town across America of individual experiences that are hard or celebratory or whatever. And what ties you together, I think, is the pandemic and the protests and the climate rallies. And so from an outside perspective, I do see a real resilience and that gives me hope. And even the most resilient of people need support. And so I'm curious, as you look to our generation, the older generations, I'm curious if there's anything you want of us, what you would hope for in the adults in your life to support you and your generation. And I know that question's kind of large, but yeah, I'm, I'm really curious if we could live up to your expectations, what would that look like as adult figures in your 
lives. I just want to see older generations and adults just really not having the mentality of they have the beliefs that they have and that they have to stay that way. Just like being willing to learn and change and understand that like a lot of the language that they are used to is just really not okay anymore and asking their kids and grandkids and people they know and just inquiring with empathy and compassion and asking for understanding and forgiveness and saying I know I don't know everything and I want to learn and I want to know I want to adapt to your new world that you're shaping because that is our generation's job soon or is and so that would make me really happy to see that you care about what we care about and that you want to invest in the same things that we do I love that and I will Marshall or Nicholas anything you would ask of our generation yeah I think everyone's being asked to be really flexible right now and kind of just take things as they come in and that can mean like what Grace you were talking about but also just like dealing with day-to-day issues I think there's a lot of people being asked to be flexible right now. Everyone's being asked to be flexible. And that can mean kind of what Grace you were talking about, but it can also just mean taking things as they are on a day-to-day basis. And with that flexibility, obviously that's a lot to ask of a lot of people. And everyone is finding other ways to hold on to what they've known or what they've experienced. Um, So us as teenagers and as young adults, as we move forward, we're going to have to be flexible. And I think it would be helpful and it would be appreciate sounds like the wrong word, but it would show a lot of care if the adults in my life continued to be flexible with me, because obviously none of us really know what's what we're doing or what's going to happen. And to like continue to offer that support, no matter really what occurs. Thank you. So my last question, maybe it's, I don't know if it's ironic or fitting, but as we think back on the pandemic and inability to connect in person, I'm curious about the role that you three feel face-to-face, in-person connection should play in your lives moving forward. I think face-to-face interaction will obviously always be more valuable to me than anything online and what we've used so far while we're apart. It's difficult to say like what's um, possible and what's going to be possible in the coming months. Obviously, there's ways that I would like it to occur and ways that I would like it to be able to experience it. So I think face-to-face interaction will always be more valuable to me, anything we've done online and anything we really can do online. But it's difficult to say what that's really like going to be like in the next few months and if it's going to be possible to use it obviously in the way that I would like to and experience it the way I'd like to. It's hard because these like going to college, you're supposed to be meeting so many new people and to have that limited in any way. So Grace, do you want to talk about the role of being in person with folks and I don't know, the role you see that playing in your life moving forward? I've always really valued in-person communication And I miss it and I want it to continue to be a huge part of my life. Absolutely. I I think, I mean, that might seem so simple to you, but I think, especially for people listening to this, they may not make that assumption. They may make an assumption that teens are just as happy to be in, in front of a phone screen or isolated. And so it's good to hear it. And Marshall, how about you? Well, once we really get face-to-face contact, like completely back, that's when it's going to be really important whether or not we can actually enact change. Like people can say what they want, be who they are on online. 
But I think in person is when your true motives are really shown in some way. Like people can still act fake, but I don't know. I think in person is where people really need to start cleaning up their act. I cannot wait until face-to-face contact returns because like that's where I thrive. That's where I can really be my complete self. It's harder like online. So I appreciate face-to-face contact a ton and I am so excited for when it comes back so that I can see all my friends and even make new ones. Those of you going to college are going to enter with such zest and maybe a lack of inhibition and like, let's take advantage of the fact that I get to be face to face with you and I can interact with you and not hold back what I want to ask you about or say, because who knows what tomorrow will bring, right? Well, I want to thank you three for taking this time tonight to talk together and to hopefully enjoy hearing each other's perspectives and reflecting on your own responses to these questions. And like any good Volo circle, I want to end with single words and just ask you to think of a word that describes how you're feeling as you look back on this conversation and where you are in your life in this moment and just offer a single word. I'm feeling connected. I'm feeling excited, very excited. I would say anticipating in like a positive way. And I'm feeling hopeful. Thanks for joining us today. Like what you heard? We invite you to connect with us at followmain.org for additional ideas and inspiration. Music from this episode was created by one of our many talented teams, Miles. It was a pleasure having you in our circle today. Until next time, take care.